Hey, welcome to the 49ers roundtable. This was more of a triangular table, but it does the job. I'm Grant Cohn, Jose Sanchez, Leo Luna. There's a lot of stuff going on with the 49ers right now, so we're not going to like joke around and like mess around for the first 10 seconds like I just did. We're going to talk about football right now. Marlon Mack, the Niners side, Marlon Mack, onto their practice squad. Marlon Mack used to be really good, but he tore his Achilles, and now he's got kind of been bouncing around. Do you think Marlon Mack will make an impact this Sunday? Jose. Uh, is he even Leo? Leo? No, Leo went first. I want Leo. He buzzed in. Uh, yeah. I buzzed. Mar- <laughs> Marlon Mack, this week, I think this week would be uh, a little premature to say that he'll make an impact this week. Maybe if he gave you a little more on special teams, then sure, like, yes, he could be activated. Um, but I think it would pr- the the running backs will probably be Jeff Wilson Jr., Ty Davis Price, as well as um, – um, what is, why am I blanking on his name? Jordan I got it. Jordan Mason. There we yeah. go. Got you. Um, so I think it's probably going to be those three guys and then you'll wait for Marlon Mack. Uh, it just comes down to one of the, those things. Obviously Jordan Mason gave you the special teams abilities. Ty Davis price is going to give you another running back option. That is probably more comfortable within the playbook at this time. If Marlon Mack came from a similar offense, I would say, sure. Absolutely. Um, because then at that point, the verbiage is probably a little different, but he's coming from a uh, Pep Hamilton offense that's not parallel to what Kyle Shanahan's doing. Do you think, Jose? Yeah, is he even going to play? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he might be a healthy scratch because we saw TDP get a healthy scratch today. I mean, uh, last week, and they just ran with Elijah Missile, Jeff Wilson, and uh, Jordan Mason. So TDP would step into the Elijah Mitchell role. And, I mean, what are the odds that Marlon Mack, they're going to roll four running backs? They're not going to inactive any of those other three. Um, I guess it's not far-fetched out of the idea that they could do it, but I'm not going to put stock in that. And even if he is, what is he going to do, just be there for emergencies? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm selling this. He hasn't done anything since he tore his Achilles. You know, the Colts gave up on him. Part of that because John Taylor is a freaking beast. And then they found a role for Naeem Hines. But, I mean, he's not – I mean, I, I, what's what's the impact here that it's, it's going to happen that, that and you turn off the video game after on playing Madden? That's the only impact I can see him making on Sunday. Wow, I'm actually buying this. I, I'm I'm super optimistic about the Niners. I'm a, I'm a big Niner guy this year. No, I'm I like Marlon Mack. Um, he played against the Niners in the preseason. They gave him ten carries. He had five and a half yards of carry. I thought he looked good. Um, I know they took Rex Burkhead over him, which I would. Um, Eh, Rex Burkhead and Damian Pierce looked really good. I think Pierce kind of pushed him off the roster, but to me, I like, I saw Marlon Mack just a few weeks ago. I like him better than Jeff Wilson Jr. And I like him better than Ty Davis Price. Ty Davis Price played in that game. Nothing against Ty Davis Price. I mean, down the line, but right now I like Marlon Mack. I think the Niners could put together a running back rotation of him, Jordan Mason and Debo and win. That's, I think I like running back. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I like Marlon Mack too. Yep. In a rotation? I mean, give him seven yeah. carries. See, what's up? I, I think that's better than giving seven carries to Jeff Wilson Jr. I didn't like what I saw from Jeff Wilson Jr. in this last game. But maybe it's, I mean, I mean, like you say, oh, it was in the rain. Everyone else ran well. Khalil Herbert ran well. Debo ran well. It was just freaking him and David Montgomery just like running into the backs of blockers. I'm sorry. So I I, I kind of want Marlon Mack to suit up and to play. And to, to Leo's point, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the playbook he won't know. Can't you give him a pass? If he's going to give seven carries. Be like, look, man, these are the seven carries we're going to give you because we don't want to give him to Jeff. Jeff Wilson Jr. knows the playbook, but do you really want to give him the ball? Do you? Do you really? Think about 
they have all this time to sign him, and all of a sudden they're going to incorporate him just because of the injury. The fact that they signed him because of the injury, which is, you know, basic concept. Hey, one position went down. We got to sign someone else. I know. He's not going to get a role, at least not this week. You're right. He won't, but he should. And if they give Jeff Wilson Jr. 12 to 15 carries just so he can give you 30 to 40 yards, and they're like, well, I'm so surprised, then shame on them. Shame. 2.2 yards per carry. Come on, man. He wasn't good last year either. We like Jeff Wilson Jr. He's been around a long time. Good story. Plays hard. Knows the system. You can you can do you can you know he can block. He can run routes. But he's not the same guy he was since he tore his meniscus. I don't think. Yeah. He's good anymore. I think Trey. And Sermon's that's okay to say. Yeah, I don't. It's okay to say he's not the yeah. same guy because his meniscus. Like that's okay to say. Like injuries are big thing to whether players succeed or just kind of you know they don't they don't get to that climax um marlon mack is obviously one of it he he was a guy in indy and then he was all of a sudden he got injured they ended up with jonathan taylor that that was the book uh and it closed there so it's just i feel um, like i feel like mack has bounced back a lot better from his achilles than wilson has bounced back from his meniscus but maybe mack had more talent to begin with in fact he did didn't he go for 1200 yards one year yeah he was he was he had a really great year for the colts um yeah, I'm just gonna look. Didn't the I'm Niners take Joe Williams over Marlon Mack? Did that happen? That was one. They did. Sorry, but I think the Niners drafted Joe Williams over Marlon Mack. So yeah. it's riding the wrong. You just love Rioja hashing open. Uh, Maybe they could get Joe Williams. Joe, Williams. he's available. Hasn't played in a while. Fresh legs. Think about it. He's probably. Griffin says, "Have you tired. seen what Mike Mars said about Trey?" Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that. But bear with us, all right? Marlon Mack better get the rock on Sunday or else I'm going to be very upset. John says, do you think the Niners should pursue Sean Payton if the season is ultimately lost? No. (laughs) No. Sean Payton's really good. Sean Payton's really good. Sean Payton's like one of those coaches where if he's interested in you, you have it's kind of like Kevin Durant. Like, oh, Kevin wants to play for us? It's like, well, we got to talk about it. Depends on what happens this year. But that'd be interesting. I mean, would Sean Payton want to work with Trey Lance? Would he want to work with Jimmy? Maybe he's a Jimmy guy. They went to the same school. They oh, did. I don't know. Um, I no, don't know. Like, no. That, that's a black hole right there. That whole conversation is a black hole. Um, I think, like, some 49er fans are out on Kyle Shanahan and uh, because certain situations, certain um, – and Sean Payne's had those same – like, Sean Payne's had those same situations happen with him in New Orleans where they were in a good position to win the game. And then all of a sudden something with clock management or just dialed something up completely funky. Like he has a lot of that on his resume too. Yeah. But he won a ring though. <laughs> I'm just saying you can't dismiss Sean Payton. Sean Payton wants to coach the Niners. Hey, tell him like you can't, you don't do that. To you have to at least have a, like a meeting about it and like have a PowerPoint presentation weighing the pros and cons at least. But I mean, that's a conversation you have at the end of this. Maybe Kyle wins the Super Bowl this year. Let's give him a chance. If they were Let's actually in the head, co- head coaching search, that he'd be in the talk zone for sure. But that wouldn't happen even with the last season. I mean, every team would want him, Sean Payton, except for maybe a few. No. Adam Gardner says, Grant, do you, do you see the weather report for Sunday? Hasn't rained in months. Are you serious? It's going to rain? So like 50, 60 percent chance. That I hey, but if any barrier person, we all of us know that weather kidding? that weather reports means jack to zero. <laughs> it, are you wow? It's really going to rain on fifty percent. That means nothing. You know, literally, that every time it says rain, it'll probably rain for like 30 seconds and it'll just be overcast or ugly the yeah. whole day. Well, that's so funny, man. All the Another time. one. Oh, that's bad luck. It's all. Ooh, ooh. What did the Niners do to offend the football gods? This is rough. Well, 
Muscle Hopefully Marlon Mack can be the equalizer. That's all I'm saying. Black Orchid 772 is a new member. Thank you very much. Let's leave that up. All right. Let's get to the next. We're going to get to Trey Lance and uh, Mike Mars, but we have to make you wait. <laughs> okay, so should the 49ers trade for Kareem Hunt? He's available. He's good. And um, Elijah Mitchell's hurt. I mean, it's an obvious question. What do you think? Jose. He's he's available? Like, putting him on the block officially again? Because I know he was holding out, or he did an internal holdout, and they were just laughing at him for an extension. Yeah, I guess he, to say he's available is, is a stretch, but... Yeah. Okay. Well, let's that. entertain that. Um, yeah. I don't see why the Browns would trade him because they yeah. need all the talent they need. Yeah. The same way that we love to prop up, like, look, Jimmy's an average quarterback and needs all the talents he needs. And the fact that yeah. they're out their starting quarterback until week eleven or twelve, they need that guy desperately. And I need him for my fantasy team, so keep him over there. But anyways, the he might get more carries on this team. <laughs> he would. You know, what I'm he, I love him as. He, he's a dual threat running back and it would work out for the 49ers pretty well. It's just, what's, what's it going to take to actually give up for him? I mean, are you really that desperate to go out running back? I know they were, it's almost giving like a uh, resemblance of last year when they lost Mitchell and then every other quarterback just fell off like flies, but ultimately just stand pat. You guys are okay to look for running backs around the block. You've been able to figure it out and, and you know, configure that. I mean, hell, Joe, Trey, Trey Sermon last year did pretty well against the Packers running game. Um, it's just – you just got to figure it out. You got to be able to scheme these guys open and just be a way to get over that hump. It's not worth give, sur surrendering draft capital at that point. Uh, no, the 49ers should not trade for Kareem Hunt because – when looking at the situation, if the Browns were to give up Kareem Hunt now, what is that going to cost you? Probably a second round pick. So then the 49ers come draft times and be without a first, be out, be out of a second. I don't think they want that as well. Um, but then you also kind of just look at the situation. You have a guy like Trey Lance because he's supposed to enhance your running game with his threat of, of you know, being a dual threat quarterback. So you also have Debo Samuel that's going to help it out as well. You don't know what you have in Trey Mason in, in terms of regular season play. You don't know what you have in TDP in terms of regular season play. Mark, Jordan Mason. We just hype. What what did I say right now? You said Trey Mason, which I like. I sometimes somehow I like that. Trey hey, it Trey works. Mason. It I'm works. Sorry, it's, a it's a combo. It's a combo. I liked it's it. I liked it. I liked it. It, liked it. it yeah. was good. It was good. A, it was good. I, I try to order a combo deal. Next time I'll get the burger without the fries. How about I'm telling you it's a regular season oh. carry. His name is forever Trey Mason. All right. They traded to JP though. All of a sudden, they're calling him JP Mason. I'm like, wait a second. You can't just be yes, changing they did. His numbers and names yeah. all of the time. Sorry. I think that's what throw throwing me off because now I'm hearing JP Mason in every single presser. So I, I'll go with that. I blame it on John. John, it's your fault. Sorry. Okay. Um, but moving on from that, it's just uh you're you're gonna have to give up trade asset. And also the big reason why he wants out of Cleveland is to get paid. The 49ers have not made it easy for any player to get paid. So it's like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um. So no, they shouldn't trade for Kareem Hunt. Do what you have in house. And the, the, the bottom line is Trey Lance is supposed to enhance your running game. So you got to trust what you have. Let me just say something, all right? If the Niners hadn't traded up for Trey Sermon and then drafted Ty Davis Price in back-to-back -back years in the third round, wouldn't you kind of feel like they could do this? But since they did that, you're yeah. like, you can't, yeah. you can't keep giving up away like good draft capital for running backs. But if they hadn't done that, you'd be like, well, they need a running back. They haven't really invested in one in a long time, but they did. So now you can't, it's too bad. Cause if they had Kareem hunt, you'd be like, this team is stacked, 
But yeah. now it's like, well, maybe Jordan Mason is going to be great. Or maybe Marlon Mack can turn back the clock. The Niners are – or maybe Debo Samuel can be a full-fledged running back. I mean, there's a lot of questions with this team right now. Or maybe Trey, Trey Lance is just going to have to carry the ball 15 times a game and be there. That's not great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kareem Hunt, ideally, yeah. But I think what would it cost like a second-round pick at this point? It's going to be expensive. Yeah. And you don't have it. They're at the lowest, but yeah. so, probably get down. Forget about it. Sorry. David the Prank. Forget says, about it. Forget about it. Hey, Grant, recent fan of your work. Recent fan? What does that mean? Sorry. Right. I wanted to point out that uh, missed pass to Croft wasn't fully on Trey. If you look at Croft, the last 10 yards is strike out small trying to find the ball. It's interesting. Like, with Lance, hmm. he can't win for losing. Like, so had he underthrown that pass and hit Croft and it not been a touchdown, everyone been like, well, oh, that show was a walk-in tutty. And so that's what he did with Jennings, right? He, like, kind of was safe with the throw, didn't really lay it out there, just made sure it was complete. And everyone was like, hey, well, you you missed a walk-in touchdown. So that's the thing with Jimmy being on this team and Trey. I just feel like he can't be perfect enough. When he completes the ball, like, well, you should have thrown it a little bit out further. You know what I'm saying? So I do think he should have hit that pass, but that's kind of underlining what I'm saying, you know, like – when he hit it with Jennings, it was like, well, you should have let him a little bit more. It's like oh, Jennings didn't break stride though, so I liked yeah. it. I was fine with that. I was. Yeah, I always looked too. to see if they broke stride. Like we saw plenty of times with Jimmy or any other quarterback. It's like hey, if you didn't break stride, sure, should you laid it out better? But it, it's a fine ball. A forty-four yard stride. gain on third and six. I mean, that's a big time play. Well, yeah, when was when was Jimmy giving you stuff like that? And you say, oh, it should have been a, a sixty-yard touchdown. Well, yeah, absolutely. And maybe when Trey Lance is twenty-four, that's what what the uh, result will be. But. I'll take 44 yards on third and six. Sure, maybe week nine. Who knows? I'll take 44 yards on third and six. I mean, people are getting mm-hmm. really like nitpicky with him, which is uh, kind of funny because I think they're just butthurt that we'll they were wrong about Mac Jones or whatever. Sean O'Leary says they need to play Danny Gray and get Ayuk out on some deep routes to pull back the coverage, widen the field, and open up the running game for any back and trade. Yeah, man, I can't believe that. I think they just felt like, look, it's raining. We're going to win running the ball. Forget all that. That was a mistake. Right. It's time to bring out the – like the uh the art you know, i'm not gonna say artillery but like the the sh- come on you gotta the big guns the big guns that's what i'll say the weather conditions got out of control in the fourth quarter but that's there was ab- absolutely a place for danny gray in the first three quarters to absolutely. where it, it's not like no. chicago's gonna see danny gray lined up and say we're not gonna cover his fade route here because because of the rain no they're still gonna have to respect it so that was kind of the, the frustrations that I had. It's like Danny Gray has a speed you're going to have to respect. And it's not like no one has never seen a completion of Danny right. Gray. They literally saw it against the Green Bay Packers in the preseason. So they know that connection is there. Um, so that was kind of the frustrations I had with his inactive. Also, Kyle needs to get over like his obsession with yak receivers. That was a Jimmy thing. It's what you needed with Jimmy. Now with Trey, he's the opposite. You need guys who are fast to get open down the field because Trey's trying to push the ball down the field. So – that means a little less Debo in the passing game, a little more Debo in the run game, a little more Ayuk in the passing game, a little more Danny Gray, Ray Ray McLeod, those guys. Like, yeah, you want Jennings on third down for and Dwelly, but on first and second down, there needs Danny Gray needs to be out there, even if he's just running clear out routes. Like Ayuk needs to be the guy. He's the one winning on the outside and down the field. Anyway, Kyle figured out he's just a little slow sometimes. My opinion. defense to enacting Danny Gray is it was pouring like hell before that freaking game. And you've been telling me, Grant, like there's a flash flood warning, JK. But That's still, That's you true. just don't know the way it was going to play out. So anyway, this week, they, I don't think there's going to be a flash flood warning in Santa Clara. No, so dude, it's going to be misty. Field. You know how it gets around here? It's going to be probably like trinkling a little bit, like for like half a second. 
And you're seeing and usually, what Kyle likes to do on third down with Trey, third and six, third and five, go deep. Because a lot of times you're getting single high with someone down there spying Trey. Go deep. Jennings, great. I love that. Do that. Keep doing that. It's a good call. All right. Which running back do you think will start uh, for the 49ers on Sunday? Not who should start, because we've been talking about that. Who will start? Get inside Kyle Shanahan's brain. Hey. I, Leo. I think it's going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, because I know I know you asked who will start, not who should no, start. That's a good answer. It's a good and answer. So yeah. I just think it's going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. because he's obviously the most vet guy in the room there. Um, mm-hmm. You have two other rookies. One of them's an undrafted free agent. So it's – um. And pass protection. Kyle mentioned about being able to, for these young guys to be in there and, and protect Trey Lance in pass protection. And I think that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. It has nothing to do with Jeff Wilson Jr., the running back. It's just, you know, it, it's the it's the vet in the room. It, it's the guy who's Kyle's going to trust most in a third and four to pick up a blitzing linebacker um, more than anything. Uh, but I hope to see J.P. Mason in there quite a bit. JP mm-hmm. starting running back is going to be, it's going to be Debo Samuel. <laughs> it's going to have to be Debo Samuel out the gates. Be honest. I, like I mean, I don't care if it's like the actual it. name starter. You it's going to be, be right. him. Yeah. I mean, the way he was used Sunday was already just enough shock to me, but yeah, I think that's going to be who they're going to go with. If not him, the other alternative is going to be Trey Lance. Cause he had the most carries outside of Elijah Mitchell. I mean, shoot. Look, look, no, honestly, no, it is going to be Jeff Wilson. And I'm not trying to harp too much on his poor week one performance because I'm just like, look, it was one game. Let's let some time because he has shown he could be a sufficiently efficient running back there. And as much as that game was pretty bad, like I was like, hey, you know what? He deserves a slander, but I'll, I'll, give him a, I'll give him a wash for that week. I'm sure week two he could probably do better or should do better. Otherwise, over time, then if you're Kyle, you better start thinking about putting other guys. I just hate how he just doesn't incorporate more other running backs like you see yeah. in the past like what's up with him like workhorsing these players again what's going like, on he used to have a committee why not i don't anymore? get it anymore it's not like you have a clear stud running back anymore especially now with elijah's out now as elijah's out i don't want to hear no more about like 19 yeah. carry jeff wilson when they went to the super bowl they they rotated three guys mm-hmm. crazy man yeah you guys are right. It's going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. And maybe it's fair. I mean, he's been on the team. They had he had one bad game. I, I don't think he played well last year, but it's like give him one more chance. But it's like give him a quarter. You can't just give him 20 carries and say, oh, hope for the best. If he doesn't show anything in, in a drive or two, give someone else a shot. Mason, Mac, Ty, anyone. Because you got you got to know you can't really evaluate running backs in practice. You got to see it in a game. And if I mean, we've gotten almost two years of evidence that Jeff Wilson Jr. doesn't have it anymore. If he has it in in the first couple of drives, cool, roll with them. Otherwise, you got to find someone else. Debo, it's got to be Debo or Mason or someone else. Otherwise, you're going to lose to the Seahawks and start 0-2. This is very important. And I know Kyle wants to talk about pass protection and all. Like, you want to run the ball 37 times a game, man. Who's going to take up those carries? It can't be be Wilson if he's not up to it. So it's got to be figured out, man. Figure it out. The hot hand. You got sure. Hand. It's got to be the hot yeah. hand. Like you got, you whoever's got find the hot hand. It That's up. your job. Yep. That's it. Find the hot hand. All right. We're sticking with the running back spot. Will the Niners increase Debo Samuel's running back usage while Mitchell is out? On the one hand, you're thinking it's week two. I don't want to do that. On the other hand, they're 0-1, and he got eight carries week one. What do you think? Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, but I would think – I was thinking this last Sunday. I was already surprised he got as much carries as he did. I mean, I know the rain permitted it and conditions said, like, hey, we need this. But it, he kind of was getting carries even early on, right? 
Like, cause it, yes. I, I was thinking he fumbled on the first drive. Yeah, he had. Yeah. It was. It was like, wow, you're going, and then you went to him again quickly. Like, okay, like, shoot, you guys are. Just it's pretty clear whenever they get in the red zone, that's their running back. Like, he gets the carries in the red zone. They're going back to Weapon X like nothing. Remember, they they used Debo as the emergency role. We're desperate for a, a spark, and it was like, are you guys that desperate? You, the last mission was still out there. You know, the weather is still kind of fine. You could probably just throw it a couple more times, or you know, mess around with some more trickery with faking it to him. I I, I was the thing. I was a little. When I saw, so I think, yeah, it's going to increase. I, I think it already has increased. He had eight carries. I, I don't recall mm-hmm. too many games where he had like that many carries last year with towards the later part of, of, uh, of 2021. So it could get up to the point where he's getting 10 or yeah. nine. And that becomes at that point, like, Jesus, if that, make sure you're giving him only a couple targets in the receiving game then. Yeah. I don't think it'll increase. I think it'll probably be a constant because he didn't rush the ball for more than eight times last season. And last year was his big. He did you know, the playoffs, but that was year. the playoff. He did in the playoffs, but that was the playoffs. Correct. He had a couple of 10 and, carry games. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But yeah. As, I'm talking about regular season. Right, so right. like that was his breakout year as the wide back. And mm-hmm. eight was the cap every time. So I think that's probably going to be the cap, although it's not a cap that Kyle Shanahan sets for him. It's just kind of going to be one of those natural way because we could argue that a tunnel screen it counts as a rushing play. It, yes, it's a reception in the stat book, but you are getting the ball behind the line of scrimmage, having to advance it. Um, and usually you're going to have to break a tackle or so to make anything out of it. Uh, so I, I think Debo Samuel, that's like in terms of carries, eight's probably going to be like where he's at. I don't think, see it going much higher than that. If it is maybe nine, um, but tunnel screens, I think, that's probably where they're going to hit more with Debo Samuel, or at least the big ones. Uh, Cause this was type of the, like Trey Lance and he completed this game. Cause it's with that wet football, you get it and you're expected to release it immediately. So it's kind of, it makes sense why it was a little inaccurate on those things compared to when he's in the pocket, he's able to grip the football before he releases it. So I think we're going to see, you know, a little more tunnel screens more than anything from Debo Samuel. Yeah, I don't really think they can increase his usage. I mean, like, I think they kind of feel 10 touches a game is the most they can do because his touches are so violent. I mean, it's, it's such huge collisions, and he does have a history of breaking bones and, and get, of injuries straight up. So, I mean, you could give him 15 touches week two, and you might win, but you also might lose him for a long time, and then you feel stupid. So you really shouldn't. I mean, you gotta. You, that's why you gotta see what Jordan Mason has. That's why you gotta see what Marlon Mack yes. has. Because if you're just gonna be scared and be like, "Well, I don't want to play who I don't know," so I'm just gonna lean on Debo and Jeff Wilson Jr. Well, well, you might lose. You might lose Debo. All that stuff. So yeah, I don't think they can. I think eight carries to eight carries two catches, maybe. Although if Kittle's out, you might need to throw to Debo a little bit more. So I, I think they're oh throw to Ayuk. He's not the magical savior in the running game. Yeah, throw to Ayuk, right? Throw to Ayuk. Give Ayuk needs 10 targets a game, straight up, straight up. It flabbergasted. I, 10 by targets. Yeah. That's the most frustrating thing w- within the offense. Y- yes, I understand the weather, guys. First three quarters, there was enough in there to have a somewhat passing game. And when you look at other teams, look, Devontae Adams with the Raiders. Look at the target share he got. Jeff- Justin Jefferson, yeah. look at the target Justin share he Jefferson. got. Look, look, look at around the league. Yeah. Every team's number, like top receiver, yeah. which – yeah, the 49ers, I think, have two wide receiver ones, but it's like Ayuk having two official targets is a waste. 
I just feel like Ayuk's a better fit with Lance than Debo is at this point yes. because Debo is really good, but Ayuk's better before the catch and at the catch. Debo's better after the catch. Debo's better over the middle, although Ayuk's really good over the middle. I I feel like where where Trey's throwing suits Ayuk better. His shot chart, his throw, his th you know, passing chart. Anyway, geez, Leo, are you saying that Kyle Shannon should be using his best players? Crazy concept. Crazy. I've never thought Crazy. about that. And look, that's what I love I about that, that part too. The first three quarters was not raining, and like like Leo said, oh, I get the rain. It's like, yeah, Kyle, we get the rain. It wasn't raining, so adapt and realize. Oh wait, it's not raining. Let me actually adapt and throw. Isn't he? And he was throwing right. down the field. I, it was working, and then he stopped. With I don't get why he, he, like, he adapts at times and then doesn't adapt. I don't get Took it. Took his foot off the gas. Not again. Wolfcast says emailed you about working together, but your email is probably stacked. It is. If you ever need to fill in, uh, okay, we got to see Lance in good conditions. <laughs> and calling the uh, cone phone, bro. Call him the cone phone. Trey's gonna get hot midseason and go all the way. That's kind of what happened to Russell Wilson. His his uh, first year start. He kind of he kind of got his feet underneath him and then halfway through. That's probably should be the expectation. That's what Jimmy did last year. Uh, smelly smells. Five five nine. Smelly smells. That's hella funny. So, trade Jimmy G and Mike M for a right tackle. Man, there's a trade package no one wants. Hey, do you want our right tackle who limps around between plays and our backup quarterback? Who could live around? Actually might take it. <laughs> Hold on, let me sweeten the deal for you. Let's add Mike McGlinchey. Sorry, Mike. Uh, okay, let's talk about what Mike March said about Trey Lance. Hold on, let me cue it up real quick. This is the the high tech portion of the show. Shares. Oh, good. You can only get better because you can't get any worse than what he did today. Good throw. Oh, you know, right now they're a kid without hope. I want their, I want their eyeballs. Yeah, I've never seen anything about this kid that was it, it, encouraging at all. He really has to plan himself to make a good throw. Uh, he's not a quick decision guy. Every shot in the rear about him being a, a mobile guy making plays with his feet. He looked like a fullback stumbling around trying to run the ball to me. <laughs> he's not Lamar, you know, so. I don't know what he is. He, he's not particularly a good guy running the, with the football. And based on what I saw today, I mean, he, he missed two guys completely by themselves. Uh, I know it was in the rain, but your quarterbacks do that. You, you make those throws. Um, I know this. He can only go up. He can only get better because you can't get any worse than what he did today. Uh, I've never liked him. I still don't like him. Um, I don't know. I'd like to know what he does so well because he, he's not a great passer, doesn't have good skills, takes him a long time to set himself and throw the football, misses easy throws, and he's not particularly good runner. He's a hell of a player. <laughs> that was hella funny. That dude's hilarious. Anyway, what do you think of that? <laughs> it's a tape. Man, he had jokes. The funny thing is he hopped on 957 the game like some months ago and like said, oh, I love this guy. So it's like – it's, it's just what we talked about last week about the not, national media bullcrap. It's just the same yeah. thing. Like, oh, wait, low-hanging fruit. I need to grab some of that. Let me get on this action. Oh, by the way, guys, I never actually liked this guy. You know, he can't move. He can't throw. He's a fullback on wheels or whatever. That was a good comment, the fullback on wheels. I was like, hey, you know what? That's a good use of a little bit of adjectives right there, buddy. He's but, killing me. I mean, what I think of that, I think he's out of the league for a reason. I think he's an old man for a reason. He's washed up the old place of thinking and everything. Um, it's just who cares what he thinks because all these you're gonna get all these old, especially old coaches who are gonna say, I don't see the point, you know, why doesn't he stand in the pocket? There's a reason why all of them 
like the statue quarterbacks, which is the reason why all of them are prehistoric, just like those coaches are. That's why they're out of the league for the first place. It's just they're 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 just all dead in the water. They're all moot points. It doesn't matter. The only one opinion who matters is just Kyle Shannon and the coaches there, which is why they keep rolling them out and see him for a reason. So Mike Marks, <laughs> relax. Is why is this guy getting airtime? Like yeah. why? <laughs> like attention grabber. Why? Because time- he said what he said about Trey Lance. Last that's time why it, he said it because he knew he was it was, out hey, here. if I get in on this conversation, I'm Mike March, people will pick it up and they'll talk about it. Grant Cole will talk about it. Damn right, I will. Worked. Hell yeah, it worked. Thanks, Mike. Like, last time he was coaching was here, the San Diego Fleet for the AFL. Um, Brunskill's actually on that team, I think. Wow. Um, but it's like he was they were terrible. They were terrible. Ain't no way I was going to a game, and and it was just Mike March, like, dude, like what? You're you're quick. We're giving him the NFL coach and former NFL coach, which he was. But like, can we just erase that title? Is it okay to erase people's titles eventually when it has been so long? (laughs) You want a a ring? Hold on, hold on. I I'm not taking anything away from Mike Martz. He won a ring, but does he strike you as someone who's watched a lot of Trey Lance? No, no, no. Of course not. I mean, what he did was like. I'm guessing I watched a few clips from week one and just decided to go on a rant. And I thought it was hilarious. But on the other hand, it was kind of sad. It's like, dude, he was, you're a Super Bowl winning coach. Why are you doing this? Like, do you need attention? Do you need money? Like, you should be living it up in San Diego. What happened? That you, because even the presentation on it, it was funny, but he was also kind of like slurring his words a little bit. It, just, it wasn't the best presentation. I don't think it came off that great. Now, if it was a bit for Saturday Night Live, like, uh, let me talk crap about every quarterback that that would be funny as hell that's that would work but this act that's not what this was it it wasn't intentionally funny it was unintentionally funny and it was like tragic comedy you know it was equally sad and funny at the same time you you know what i mean you're not really laughing with him but anyway um i don't know why he would have bashed him yeah why if you're gonna if you're gonna bash him like you like he legit like dragged Trey Lance there, right? Like his he name. Did. No, to be fair, he got name. Justin Fields too beforehand. Yeah, to he be did. Fair, but I'm, he was. But I'm like, saying it's like he dragged Trey Lance as if he was like terrible that game. Trey yeah. Lance had more positives than negatives that game. It's like what are you doing? The pass to outside the numbers to Juwan Jennings, the over to the Brandon Ayuk, Ray Ray over is to one of the Ray best throws a Niners quarterback yes. has made in a long time. Yeah, he picked up a, a third time. and thirteen with his knee or with the running the ball. And he had contact like three yards short and made yes. it through. So, like, yeah. what do you mean he's not gifted runner? That's not easy to do. He's so dismissive. He's like, well, he's not Lamar Jackson. Like, oh, okay. So he's yeah, not no the best running quarterback we, of all time. All right, fair. That's we've true. We've never true. seen Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. We won't see Lamar Jackson after Lamar Jackson. Like, I, it's just interesting on. to see someone be so dismissive of someone. It's like, hey, man, you better hope Trey Lance isn't good because that clip's going to follow you around the rest of your life. You better hope. Cause did you say something like that yes. about Josh Allen? I remember real quick one time I was interviewing Scott McLuhan on the record before the 2018 draft, and I was asking him who he would take number one quarterback overall, and he said Baker. And I was like, "Well, what about Josh Allen?" He said on the record, "You really gonna trust some kid from Wyoming?" It's like, damn, dude. Like that's the level of depth you want to. It's like, dude, have you seen him throw football, man? So that I mean, I wouldn't argue with Scott McLuhan, but these are the kind of you got to be careful. I've said stuff about Kellen Mond I can't take back. You understand? <laughs> this is serious. This is real life, Mike. You better hope. I said some stuff about Trey I can't take back either, but that was a long time ago. I've come – I'm just saying. 
uh, Sean O'Leary says, excuse me if I don't take quarterback advice from a guy that backed Mark Bulger, then Trent Green. Those aren't even, those guys had decent years. What about JT O'Sullivan? Sorry, JT. I mean, you have a cool YouTube channel and stuff, but I remember watching you play. <laughs> Mike Marsh tried to give you the job over Alex Smith. That was a joke. Mike Marsh didn't see it in Alex Smith either. Mike, what is, look, Mike Marsh, again, he won the Super Bowl, but what is his career without Kurt Warner? Tell me that. He had a nice little time with Mark, Mark Bulger, you know what I'm saying? Journeyman um, OC. Todd Harris says things will be different when they get on a dry field. Debo's cuts were slow. Trey throwing wet ball and receivers catching wet ball. Lots of penalties. Trey should clean up. Uh, they should clean. It was ugly, but not worried. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, one more thing about Mike. What's upsetting about that is like you're a coach. Coaches are teachers. Teachers are supposed to yes. like see the best in me. Like, dude, that's a really cynical way to look at someone. Ah, oh, you suck. I would never. Like, I don't know. The coaches I always talk to look at a guy with talent. And they're like, with me, if I were coaching him, he'd be great. And to be that dismissive means like well, you're definitely not a coach anymore. That's why you're not a coach anymore, man. You can't have that old man way of thinking. That's, that's why. Well, I said what? Whoa! The, the biggest red yeah. flag there is when he goes, "I never liked him." It's like, okay, so obviously, like you're not gonna point and out. Yeah, he's where on Trey record saying he better, liked him. Like, and yet like, he's on record uh, saying he liked him. Hold on, I want to go back to what Todd said. I was I, I was thinking about something else. Things would be different when they get on a dry field. Debo's cuts were slow. Uh, Trey throwing a wet ball, receivers catching a wet ball. One thing I want to say, I didn't. I wanted to. I'm a bonus topic, bonus topic. Okay, he's doing a bonus topic. So Kyle Shanahan did not have his the Niners practice with a wet ball last week. Asked about it, said, nah, you know, he just didn't do it. Um, Justin Fields and the Bears did. They talked about it, and they won. Last year, same thing with the Colts game. Niners did not practice with a wet ball. Colts did. They won. Now, that's not necessarily the one reason, but um, – terms of preparation isn't it time for kyle to maybe think about these little details like maybe the next time like this weekend for example it's gonna rain again maybe practice with a wet ball it's just it could get you one percent better what do you guys think yeah um, i i think it's fair anytime you could give yourself i i see you shaking your head jose but anytime you could give yourself some little bit of an advantage in a game that's what the NFL is about. Um, so it's like, you knew it was going to be terrible. I don't know about yeah. this week, but if it's even yeah. going to rain, because sometimes the, it, the rain, all of a sudden it rains on Monday and, and not Sunday now. Um, but it's like Chicago, you knew it was going to be a downpouring game. Yeah, You should have had a wet football there because not only for the quarterback, uh, but also for the receivers. Maybe Trey Lance hits those those you know quick tunnel screens out to Debo. Maybe uh, Debo doesn't Debo fumble. Just quickly, you know, catch and rip. Uh, at that point, compared to he's not catching and ripping until he see, does it in a game. So it's like maybe those little fine details would have advanced. Um, but I guess we won't know until Kyle Shanahan gives it a try. Fumbled like, in the maybe, first drive. Yeah, same. Yeah. You got that punched out. I'm not sure how wetness is going to change that. But second of all, I think I don't think the wet ball would have worked last week because are we just going to ignore that it was 100 degree heat in Santa Clara and that ball wasn't going to dry in like a matter of five minutes? Everything was like nuts, dude. You couldn't put water on anything. You, all you got to do is just between every play, have a have a, a water bottle and just douse that every every minute, every 30. I mean, it's better than yeah. not doing it. You're going to have to let that ball get in there and actually like put it in a water bucket or something. It is a drought. Maybe they didn't have enough water to do it. It's because of the drought. They were just trying to be conscientious. Yeah. For the environment. It's more It's more we than life. It's more part. than football, Grant. Football is not life, okay? I'm just saying they might want. Hey, they're zero two in these in these rain games. And they got another one coming up. They might want to think about it. Just saying. Uh, Ethan M says, 
Why do you think Kyle repeatedly goes away from the run when it works? It's almost like he doesn't game plan having to use multiple running backs. Yeah, that's it, man. He had he had it going with Mitchell. Mitchell went down. He's like, all right, well, if it's Wilson, if if it ain't Wilson, is nobody. And it wasn't Wilson, and he panicked. That's crazy to me. I don't know. I don't know. I loved when they ran a triple option when Elijah Mitchell was in the game at that yeah. flank. Granted, it don't it picked up like eight yards. It wasn't something big, explosive. But hey, if if uh, Jeff Wilson was running the ball, he he the way he was. Why don't you you know implement some some you know options in there with him with yeah. Trey Lance either keeps it or he right. tosses it to Debo on a, on a sweep or like you confuse the defense a little more um maybe he was a little conservative because of the wet ball but that's probably uh, what it was it that's probably what it was trade Jimmy G for Uncle Rico then mountains have no chance <laughs> Cowboys already signed him <laughs> um hold on there's one more Merkin says everyone's saying Jimmy would have won go rewatch Colts game last year you can't tell me Jimmy was the better quarterback that game Lance is closer to Winston Jimmy uh, was crazy I was on the, the radio in Maine they're like a big uh Jimmy G spot over there and they uh they're saying like so don't you think Jimmy would have won that game I was like no they're like how could you say that I was like what you really think Jimmy would have won with no Kittle no Mitchell like what, what was he gonna do he would have thrown like two picks sorry what would he right, have done talk. differently that's what, what I'm saying. He would have thrown more picks. All right. Um, so according to Pro Football Focus, Trey Lance leads the league in big-time throw percentage at 6.9%. Nice. So what that <laughs> means is like a, like a difficult throw down the field into tight coverage. And apparently, you know, that means he had 28 throws, about 7%. That's – I think we're talking two throws. McLeod down the field and Jennings down the field. Anyway, so it's like let's not go crazy. But still – Apparently he leads the league. That's good, right? All these like Mike Mars says he does nothing well. Apparently he does make big time throws, which is something that Jimmy doesn't really do. He now he he enables yak, which is good. But I like a quarterback who makes big time throws. Do you think? How much stock do you put into this stat? Is what a I'm lot asking. because I think even last year the limited time playing he had, there was a stat was a next gen stats or something. Everyone, so many people retweeted, but basically the Trey Lance had the higher uh, yards per throw or whatever, stuff like that, like more than any of the Niners quarterbacks since even like cap or even before that and nothing that Jimmy G sniffed. So I know I this one I could take stock in because of that. And also literally those balls he threw were pretty much like, I thought those were big time. I'm like, oh, that's a big time throw. Like I literally said that out loud while I was watching. I was like, that's a big time throw. Could Jimmy G do that? No. So I like right. reading into those because that did mean something. And that's a little bit why it's – you didn't want to think about trying using these plays a little bit more, Kyle. I mean, like I thought you – typically when you hit that IU play, I I, I was I was in the presumption that coaches will highlight or circle that play and be like, we're going to go back to that later or flip it or do something else. But we never saw that. Um, that's also made to me why, like – and this stat also – feeds into why I don't think Lance deserves any blame in this game. Because if you watch that game, like how can you watch that game and think Lance deserves anything of type of criticism, considering that, you know, the running game is supposed to be helping him, the defense and none of those helped him. But this big time throwing percentage shows that he led the league and he actually was delivering his part. What more can you ask for in a guy in his debut in the monsoon? And everyone's focused on the Mr. Croft. It's like, yeah, he hit like three quarters of his downfield throws. What's he supposed to do? Him? 100%? I mean, it's like saying, oh, man, Steph Curry was four for five from three. What a bum. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Leo. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's huge because when you look at this 49ers offense in terms of 
the running game, it's going to be at the top of explosive runs in the NFL year over year. That's going to be a constant. What they what they haven't had is the big time throws from the passing game. So now you're able to expand this offense more. And that's the whole reason why Trey Lance is starting for this factor. So, yeah, it's huge. Look at the weather conditions in that game. Look what he was dealing with in that game. Hell, he couldn't even set his feet in that game. Same with the offensive lineman. And yet he was able to deliver two beautiful throws to to um, to his wide receiver. So that's what you get excited about. If he's doing that in those weather conditions in Chicago, what yeah. can he do in normal conditions, either either in Santa Clara or in SoFi Stadium, where it's beautiful weather conditions every single game. Um, so it's like, yeah, like this is huge. This is big because this is just game one. There's 16 more to go. Let's see what yeah. happens. I like that. You know, Trey Lance isn't a great quarterback yet. He might be a great quarterback one day. Jimmy's not a great quarterback. And I just don't have a great quarterback. If they did, they can win with their passing game like the Rams did last year, but they can't. They have to win with their defense and their run game. And the thing with Jimmy is he doesn't help the, the run game. In fact, I think he hurts it. He's not, he, he doesn't, he's not, he's not involved. It's 10 on 11 and he doesn't throw deep. So you get these eight man boxes that he doesn't take advantage of single high safety. He doesn't do anything about it. And you get to see, you saw it in the playoffs. I think he hurts the run game. So now you get Trey and you like, obviously just the threat of him running helps the run game, but the big time throws down the field are huge. You see it a lot of single high safety. He's, he's getting third down first and whatever. He's getting a lot of single high safety and he's going to exploit this until they back off. And when they do, if you play too high against the Niners, they're going to kill you with the run game. So I think this is why Trey does make the offense better. It's why I thought he should have been the quarterback last year. When people like just kind of nitpick his like passing numbers, it's like, man, you're missing it. Look at the whole offense. Look at the impact he has on the whole offense. It's the runs. It's the throws down the field. It's how he stretches out the whole field. Um, I think this is a big deal. And I guess it's only two throws so far, two or three. But um, did it without Danny Gray and George it's, 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 They're gonna, yeah, he hasn't even played with Danny Gray. He's gonna see a, he's gonna see a lot of single high. He's gonna see a lot of quarterback spies it's going to be a long time before people are going to like damn we got to back off trey lance we got to play dude it's going to be a while like patrick yeah. mahomes gets that treatment the niners are a run first team and everyone knows it so trey's got opportunities to go down the field and i think kyle's going to scheme him up he's got good players i think he could this could yeah, be a thing for the whole though. year what the, the completions help because this as long as you're threatening you're giving them that that thought of the thought of mine that's like oh god they, they're capable of doing that i mean they didn't complete it but that doesn't mean they won't go back or they're not capable of doing it again. And I don't understand why Kyle would be calling like four, five, six yard passes for Trey, man. Like he can run for that. He could scramble for yeah. nine, like stretch the defense off. and let, if he needs to check it down, his check down is him scrambling. I, he doesn't need to be throwing these Jimmy G passes right now. It's not really his game. It's a whole mm -hmm. new offense with a whole new quarterback. So that's all I'm saying. And also for the, he was under 50% crowd. Okay. How many quarterbacks make those downfield throws that are that's true now if he was under 50 percent and made no big time throws then yeah sure you could have you know twisted whatever narrative you wanted but he was under he was eight of 14 through the first three quarters though before the monsoon hit he yes was 14 yes yeah yes with, with drops with drops yes. at least two yeah so and, and again so i don't think he had those big time throws, like yeah no, I don't think so either. You live in San Diego with Mike Martz. Would you go over and be like respectfully, Mike? Come on, let's watch the game. Let's watch the game film together. Go interview Mike. him, Leo. Leo. I would probably I would probably hold his head and be like, here, watch it. <laughs> I just want Mike come Martz on, to be yeah, I just want to say that Mike Martz seems like he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. I feel like he would talk hella shit. And I feel like that'd be he hella would. funny. He would talk hella he shit. Would. That'd be so much fun. 
I'm just saying. Probably Todd Harrison's buckets I, of water. You, sorry. I was going to say, I know it was on local TV, so he had an opportunity to watch it. People are mad at him, too. I just think it's funny and sad. I'm not mad at him. Like, he has to – maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. He was so dismissive. That's – I would not want to uh, film myself and put that out in the world like that, but that's on him. No. Hilarious. Todd Harris says, buckets of water, you dip the ball in everyone's hands, including receiver gloves, before every play. Yeah, if you want to conserve water, that's a good way to do it. Or you could just have all the people, you know, with with – uh, water bottles just spray it on their hands in the ball, but that would probably waste water, which is I don't, I'm not in favor of that. Not, not me, not me. I let my my uh, lawn die on purpose, not because I'm a bad lawn care owner, just because Liar. I your lawn is green as hell. Scott, no, it's terrible. Now Scott says the Niners are looking to redeem themselves this Trey break, Trey breakout game. Niners are four and one in week two under Kyle. I think Kyle gets their attention with the loss in week one, and then they come out. Do you have a, a life size picture of the defense doing? What they did last week, two weeks in a row? I don't no. know. I don't. I think Gino's going to have a, a bad time. Big Tone 707 says Steph Curry is Steph Curry, though. Only person who wins in the Bay Area and saves failed 49ers experiences. He is. I'm just saying people are really upset about, like, Trey not being able to hit, like, the mid-range jumper right now. He's hitting threes. That's a, You haven't seen the quarterback shooting threes in a while, to mix my metaphors. But that's what's happening. Why, why do you not want that? I want it. Like so, Jimmy and his and his uh, mid range jumpers, like great, sweet. Niners daddy says, "Is it going to rain on Sunday?" I can't take it again. It does seem like it's going to rain on Sunday, which is quite funny. Frederick Peterson says, "Do other quarterbacks get judged the same?" Bro, example. No, I've never seen a quarterback get this level of scrutiny. Three starts, and people are like, "No, nah, he needs to never play quarterback again." Even though it's like he's, you could actually say he's done a lot of good things. How Very dare strange. he ever touch a football? Being who does he NFL? think he is? Disgrace. I got. I want to ask about the defense. It's a great defense. It's an elite defense, and it leads the league in penalty yards, like consistently. Last year, it led the league in defensive penalty yards by a hundred. This is an elite defense, and now this this week, it, it pretty much lost the game with really, really undisciplined penalties from vets. Why is this an issue for such a good defense? And it's been an issue for why? Why? Explain this. Last year, you had Josh Norman just, you know, getting P.I. consistently. And then this year, and then this year, it looks like Dre Greenlaw wants to fill that role for Josh Norman. Um, <laughs> I'm watching, watching Dre Greenlaw there. Like, I was so, I was, I was hoping he would turn the, the corner after his rookie season. But like, he's, I, I want to see Aziz in there next to Fred Warner moving forward. Drake Greenlaw just jumping in there with the guy that already has three guys tackling the running back. And then he wants to pull his face mask. Like, bro, that's not going on a stat sheet. Like you're not getting credit for that tackle. You'll get credit for the face mask though, but you're not getting credit for that tackle. What are you doing? Um, yeah. And then you, I'm, I'm also thinking about like run fits. He's, he's missing out on that completely. Um, a lot of it was, you know, like Drake Greenlaw, he's, he's got to shore himself up. Uh, if he's able to do that, then maybe they won't lead the league in penalty yards. But I look at the two things last year, Josh Norman. And then this year, you know, obviously Dre Greenlaw looked like he took the baton from him on, on this four by four replay. Pretty sure last year, the Niners led the league on maybe not that, maybe not when it was all said and done but for a large portion of the season and pass interference yards. It was nuts. Norman, yes. Thomas, Deion, whoever the hell they had back there, it didn't matter. Um, all those penalties were pretty egregious outside of the weird, like Javon Kinlaw holding two people. I was like, wait, but like you calling holding on that. That was a little ticky tack to me, but mm-hmm. everything else kind of felt like was a punishing, was a punishing penalty. And I'm, I think I mean to say an aggressive penalty. So you have the face mask, 
You have Aziz's hit on field. Um, you have Greenlaw coming in tough as a bullet on the sideline. You probably should have pulled up a little bit more. You got Ward's PI who's being who's being grabby. I, I think a little bit's kind of like the 49ers' own doing a little bit where they're trying to preach too hard about you know, gas, you no aggressive. Gray. You want to hit yeah. these guys a little bit. Yeah. When really it's like, especially in the rain game, you know, when you're when you're you can't slow down. Heated, you're you're yeah. going and firing. That grass yeah. is not going to tell you to slow down, dude. That's going to give you like a fifty percent speed boost. That's so right. That's a little bit should have been like tapered down. Like let, let's put a little suppressor on this on this pistol we got here, guys. We got to yeah. be a little chill out because this is only going to benefit them. And sure enough, it did because they gave them every single opportunity to win that game. And the Bears just said, "Okay, cool. We're not supposed to be in this op- in this position. We'll take it." Yeah. I agree. I, look, I want to go a little bit further. It's it is the mentality, but like Robert Sala had the same mentality with this defense. All gas, no breaks, and yada yada yada. I still feel like sound probably though. I don't think this was as big of an issue when Sala was here. Like no. last year, they led the league in defensive, and they don't lead in the league in it now. But the type of penalties they had, drive extenders. I mean, they really should have shut out the Bears, but the but the penalties are the reason they didn't. So I, I, I got to talk. I got to look at D'Amico on this one. I feel like this is his responsibility and he's an excellent coordinator. He probably would be the head coach of the Vikings right now if he wanted the job and he might be a head coach next year. But this is the next task and he always fixes things he has to fix. So this like I, I don't know what it is. He what he was a player. He's one of is he too is he too buddy buddy? Is he not authoritarian enough. He'll figure it out, but he just needs to make sure that they understand this unacceptable. The bears commit three penalties and the Niners commit 12, six from the, the defense. D'Amico can fix this, but I think this is one of the things that is the responsibility of a coordinator head coach. Kyle too, not just D'Amico, Kyle too. Yeah, He's saying like, Kyle. you know, we really want to make, we really want to fix this. Okay. Well, it t- times now it's been an issue for more than a year. You guys are good coaches. Do it, do it. It's like because it's not young guys. Don't say, "Well, we have a young team." No, no. It was Traverius Ward on third down. No, no, no. It's everyone. So, come on, coaches, find them, do something. I'm Make them sure karaoke in front of the whole team if they commit a penalty. They choose pretty, song. I'm pretty sure they were all surprised too that it all happened between D'Amico and the Kyle. It's like, dude, what the hell is going on today? And it's like. Are they gonna real? Are they gonna try to like look at themselves in the mirror? I mean, not necessarily say it's my fault, but also like, hey, we gotta fix this. But just look it up and be like, we gotta fix this, guys. This is unfreaking acceptable. We can't do this next week. We had that game, sure, it was conditions, but they were playing in it too. Why weren't they committing penalties? Um, we gotta figure this out because there's no way in hell we gotta do this any replication into Seattle. I got a hot take. If you have a light training camp in order to keep people healthy and you don't play a lot of your players in preseason in order to keep people healthy um the the flip side of that is you're gonna have some sloppy play first half of the year i mean this is preseason for the 49ers did that not look like a pre they that was preseason football for the 49ers week unfortunately the bears were ready for the regular season they suck same same thing happened with the broncos same thing happened with the broncos but the difference is it's a first-time head coach kyle shannon is not a first-time head coach Right, D'Amico's not a first-time DC nah. anymore. Fix so it now. Like that, that's now. the difference there with that. Yeah. But also, yeah. you said if they commit a penalty, they're going to have to sing karaoke. At that point, Mike McGlinchey is going to get a holding every game. Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo. You got to sing Olivia Rodrigo in front of the whole team. And you got to mean it. You got to mean it. Choreograph. You need to choreograph, too. You got to sing Craig David. Best of Craig David from 1999. Hold on. Last last topic, and then we'll take some questions. What percentage is the chance of the Niners losing to the Seahawks? 
Like, how likely is that? It could be raining. The Seahawks look pretty it be, good. It could be raining. I mean, they got a good coach. They'll be they'll be ready for the game. I'll tell you that. I don't know how good they are, but they'll, they'll be ready. I'll put a twenty five percent chance of a loss, and that's only because. I'm a little afraid of maybe there could be complacency of that last loss in terms of they don't take it serious. Maybe they think, all right, you know, it was a rain game. We shot ourselves in the foot. We're good enough to, like, just beat a Seahawks team. It's all good. So maybe that complacency – because we have seen that team be complacent last year, you know, going to Arizona, even 2020 degree. I know there was more injuries, but this team has known to just keep their heads up in the clouds and not be locked in. So that's the thing I'd be afraid of. And Seattle looked a little better than I anticipated. I know it was at home and it was the first game and, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be motivated. Um, but other than that, this should be a game. They win by a score or more. I don't think Geno Smith is going to have the greatest game of all of his life <laughs> as he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really the main way that Seattle lost, won that game is the same way that 49ers lost that game, the way Leo put it. That's what I thought of exactly when I was watching that game. I was like, oh, my God, I'm watching the I'm watching the Denver 49ers right now play this game where they're giving them all the momentum with all the penalties and the two goal line uh, fumbles, which was ridiculous. So ultimately, that just tells me, like, look, just cut the crap, man. Don't be the penalty team that you were last week because I didn't recognize who that team was. Be the team that you're supposed to be with playoff medal Get no more than three to four penalties, especially the 15-yarders, because the 15-yard extenders, the automatically first downs, are the real killers. The five-yarders, whatever, but the real ones are like the 15, 10-yarders that give automatic first downs. Yeah, or, or just the automatic up. first downs on third down that you yeah, got off the get field. Get up, and you will be Gucci next next wow. week. Leo. Um, yeah, and the, to be, you know, to counterpoint that, the Bears' offense is definitely more potent than, than the Seahawks' offense, in my opinion, when you have Justin Fields back there instead of Geno Smith. Yes, Geno Smith may be more efficient in the passing game, but Justin Justin Fields is a bigger threat that you got to worry about on a third and five that he could just take off. Um, but to, to answer is, is Geno point, Smith really going to dink and dunk the Niners to death? I have a hard time seeing that. <laughs> exactly. I, have a hard time I, I think it's probably a – five percent i literally i want to say zero but any given sunday i'll put five percent here and um it was zero it was, the bear. it was it was the seahawks super bowl last week Let, let's yeah. it was their super bowl they played on a monday night this team's riding high right now but it's not high to a point to where they feel like no one can beat them like no that whole city celebrated for beating russell wilson richard sherman celebrated Doug Baldwin <laughs> celebrated. Um, so it's like that was their Super Bowl. And to think that they're going to come out and beat the 49ers in Santa Clara when they want a game off of what we call luck, football gods, yeah. maybe, you know, having Denver from the ball at the goal line twice, uh, their head coach being a bonehead with a minute left and say, let me not have Russell Wilson go win this game in Seattle. I'll take How many times were, the, were they at the goal line and they totally blew it? The, the, yeah. the Broncos. Twice. They had no idea what to do with the goal line. So, they, as in Nathaniel Hackett. So Dumb. it's just like with the 49ers, I don't see them playing as bad as they did in Chicago. Weather's going to be a big factor. Being at home is going to be another factor on that. And I don't think Seattle is as talented as the Bears. Look at they the Bears. I, I told you guys, they had Dominique Robinson that I liked as a rookie and Robert Quinn that, that obviously had a amazing year last season with the Chicago bears. Seattle don't have two edge rushers like that. They don't, they, they have, they have, you know, digs in there at safety and stuff, but like they don't have edge rushers and that's going to be 
the biggest way a team could dispute, you know, disrupt Trey Lance's game. They don't have that in Seattle. So I think it's like a 5%. I got the 49ers here. Yeah. I mean, look, they just lost to the bears. So I'm not going to be too like cavalier about this. I'll say like 20, 25%. I mean, any given Sunday, the Niners lost to the Seahawks twice last year and they sucked. They still suck in my opinion, but I mean, it's a divisional opponent. Look, if the Niners can't run the ball, if Kyle like can't figure it out, like who is he can't find if he can't find the hot hand at running back, the Niners are in trouble. But I think they will. I think the defense will play great. I think they're going to win this game. And I also think that what the Niners can do is again take shots early and sort of run the ball a little bit later when you have a lead. You know, don't wait until you're down to start throwing with Trey Lance. You can actually take some of those shots earlier. It, it, take more shots down the field. Why not? So that'd be interesting. I think, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to lose this game. Gabe says, bring in Mike Bennett. Who? You, Mike Jones? You were, you were basically talking about the 49ers, the 49ers running the ball. Melvin Gordon on Monday, 4.8 yards per carry. Yeah. And Javante Williams, 6.1 yards saying. per carry. That's what I'm saying. They should be okay as long as they, you know, just find the hot hand. It's You know Debo's going to give you eight good carries. That's good. You know Trey Lance going to give you eight good carries. That's 16 right there. So now you just got to find 15 more. 15 yeah. more. You know, like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that hard. Just give everyone a few carries and see who looks good. And then by the hot hand, come on, Kyle, you're a smart guy. Who is Mike Bennett? I don't know. Ethan oh, M says Mike, Mike, Michael Bennett. Is, isn't the that who he's talking there. about? Yeah, I from Seattle. I'm thinking Martellus. The edge rusher from the Seattle Seahawks, 72. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. League and media creating a supervillain in Lance. He's like the nicest guy. <gasps> Flav yeah. says, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, Trey didn't lose that game, but he def made sure no one on our team would have an opportunity to win it with that awful INT. Looked like deer in headlights when momentum turned. Grant hit me with some excuses. <laughs> yeah, Grant, stop hitting me with excuses. It's not like Jimmy G's throwing that pick million his times. Yeah, he threw that yeah, pick. I mean, that wasn't a good pick. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize Trey Lance punched the football out on Debo Samuel inside the ten. There, I didn't realize. Hey, when he caused that face mask on Greg Greenlaw, that caused that touchdown. Yeah, Debo. What about Debo's inter- uh, fumble? I mean, that wasn't good. Absolutely not. But yeah, I didn't realize Trey Lance made Debo fumble on that. That's weird. I didn't realize that Trey Lance was supposed to cover Dante Pettis in a broken play. I guess that's on Trey Lance as well. I didn't think he looked right. a deer in the headlights when the moment <laughs> turned either. Again, what I what I thought was um, Kyle choked when Elijah Mitchell went out. When Elijah Mitchell went out, he had no run, he he couldn't find a running back that worked, and so all of a sudden he went to the Jimmy offense, which was short passes over the middle. And Trey hit his first two. He hit Dwelly, he hit Jennings, and then Kyle went back to it a third time and got picked. And I think that's a really bad way to call plays for Trey. If you avoid the middle of the field as much as possible, that won't happen. And I think that's what we're going to see in the future. More throws to Ayuk outside the numbers. More throws to Gray and McLeod and Ayuk down the field. So, um, yeah, I hear you. But I do think, uh, I guess my excuse would be Kyle didn't call a good game in the second half. What he called in the first half was on point. His adjustments were not good. That's what we talked about last week, Grant. It's like it's not so much what what uh, Trey's gonna have to do, but it's so much was Kyle gonna set him up in a right position and give him the chances to be successful. He's gonna make him like in a comfortable offense, and then boom, just like that, you got the case of the lemon booty. Went back to the Jimmy G offense. That's true, lemon booty. That's true. My egotistic aura says fifty layups is better than thirty three points. Thanks. Okay, so it's max. 
Yeah, it takes so, 20 okay, more. Three pointers equals more. Yeah, right. it takes 20. Uh, Swan Songs is a new member. Thank you. you. You're an old member, though. Uh, Big Tone says, Trey will be fine. I'm optimistic. Can Kyle use more than one back at a time, though, or no? Or not? I'm going to ask him, hey, Kyle, can you, can you use more than one back at a time or not? Or not. Nah. Or not. Nah. 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 nah, though. Make sure that would mean like 10 years ago. Make sure you would have it. You mean nah is italicized. Or not. Kyle would have the most annoyed look on the face. Like, did Grant just ask me or not? Nah? Check the podium at him at that point. <laughs> Get out of here, stupid. <laughs> you got to be professional. It's too bad. Just overuses the running back one with no fresh carries for RB2. What gives? I don't know, man. It's so strange. They should have kept Raheem Mostert just as a change of pace. That's a change of pace back he trusted. I Sad will have to give up the season to save face. Man, what are you talking about? You're tri tri tripping. Uh, don't bother me, new member. Hey, the, the Jimmy Garoppolo fans are so lame. Can I just say that? They're like, hey, we suck. Like, dude, shut up. Sorry, that's how I feel. You're rooting for a backup quarterback who's now a career backup quarterback. Like, wear that with pride. The Dude, only mean, one who should like be the... rooting for Jimmy Garoppolo is probably Subway, since they spent so much marketing money on him. It's probably <laughs> the backup it. quarterback has a has a, a marketing deal, has endorsements. Blows my mind. Is the is the uh, hot Italian sub at Subway the backup sub now? <laughs> Scott Hill is with the new YouTube member. Thank you, Scott. Um, it's, sorry, David. Thanks, but we got a good backup here. Got to consider the win-loss ratio of when Seattle comes to our house. We find ways to lose to them. Haven't been a consistent rival since Alex Smith. Yeah. If the Niners' defense can't handle Geno Smith, I, I, forget everything you thought you knew about this team. I, look, you've seen the Niners struggle with Justin Fields and guys like that. Justin Fields, I mean, they can't keep mobile guys in the pocket. They run that wide nine thing. They get Eric Armstead on the perimeter. Armstead starts diving at people's ankles, and all bets are off. But against Geno? Oh, my God. Geno's made to order for this freaking defense, I think. Unless down is up and right is left and green is blue. For me, Dogs it's just cats. like I don't know who was the starter for Seattle those games. Russell Wilson, he's not yeah, the Seattle guy who breaks quarterback the no more. Yes, he's not the yeah. guy. He's not there no more. So like I, I can't just go off of that history the past nine years when that guy's not there. How many quarterbacks can really beat this Niners defense from the pocket? How many? Brady, Josh Allen. Not Aaron Rodgers, apparently. Not Aaron Rodgers, no. Not Aaron Rodgers, Not Aaron apparently. Rogers. Um, Josh Allen gets outside the pocket at will. So does Mahomes. I mean, a guy who just True. can't get outside the pocket but can carve up. It's Tom Brady. Burrow, Maybe Burrow lost. Peyton Manning. Who? Burrow lost last year. Yeah, Burrow lost. <laughs> Mac Jones isn't going to do it. Like, dude, Gino, <laughs> good luck. Really enjoy this week, though. This is yeah. a big week for you. Sorry. All right, that's, that's the show. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for joining. My name's Grant. That's Jose Leo. Hope you enjoyed our insights and energy today. Energy. My name's Grant. My name's Grant. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, hold on. Daryl says, do you think Kyle is going to put Greenlaw in the doghouse? No, they love Greenlaw. They love that guy. Greenlaw needs to rein it in a little bit, man. He was doing way too much. He did way too much. And in the whiff game. tackle. It's also the non-plays he made without penalties. He he whiffed some ta – oh, God, he was just – Yeah, the non-penalty. He was the main culprit on the second touchdown, I think. The one to uh, St. Brown. I think that was his busted coverage. Uh, Kyle talks in three hours. Two and a half. So, And then Trey talks after him. 12.30. 12.40. 12.40. So, yeah, Trey talks after him. Open locker room. Yada, yada, yada. We'll see. 
Oh, and practice is is uh, Kittle going to be there? What do you think? Yes, Kittle. Yes, no. There. No. It's Wednesday, yes. so I'm going to go with no. You say yes? I I'm thinking no, but we'll see. Chris, go based yeah, on nothing. Warm-ups only. Chris Grove says not you. Grant Media wants to tear down Trey, not passer rating, but QBR. Trade a better QBR in Week One. Uh, Seventeen QBs, including all QBs that were drafted last year. Well, hey, how about that? I didn't know that. That's another stat. Hmm. Hmm. And Gosh, Mike Moore said he doesn't do anything well. Uh, all right, guys, that's the show. Stop giving me money. Thank you very much. I'll be back tonight, Niners After Dark. See ya. After Dark.